powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us tonight, Lord, in this building and online. I pray, God, that every distraction will be removed. I pray, God, that everything that would take our attention and focus off of you will be removed. I arrest this atmosphere in this building and online. And we tell you to speak, Lord. Come on, Wednesday. Open your mouth. Tell them. Say, speak, Lord. I need to hear from you in Jesus' name. Now, can you release a praise like God's about to answer every prayer, like God's about to give direction, like God's about to give clarity, like God's about to order your next steps? Come on. Just fist bump somebody close to you. Say, God's going to answer you tonight. He's going to answer you tonight. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So this is the last message in our series, Fire. And I taught you the significance of fire all this month. The month of September is getting ready to come to its conclusion. And this month has four distinct things that it represents. Number one, September is the month, the ninth month of the calendar year. And nine is the biblical number of birthing. It's the biblical number of fruitfulness. It's the biblical number of progress and productivity. Would you encourage somebody close to you to say, you're going to be productive this month. You're going to be... Uh uh, come on, you need somebody that when you tell them that, they'll shout behind that. Come on, say, you're gonna be productive this month. You, come on, come on, tell them, say, you're gonna, you're gonna burst something this month. You, you're gonna be fruitful this month. Now, here's my question there's only three days left in the month. So, what has God not done in the first 27 that He's about to do in the last three? Come on, somebody say, it's getting ready to happen. All right, so it's the ninth month of the calendar year, but then it is the, uh, as I've taught you, it is the word septum from the Greco-Roman culture. The Greeks were conquered by the Romans, and they created this month that we live in, which is September. Septum means seven, and seven is the biblical number of completion. It's the biblical number of shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well, which means, pay attention, whatever isn't right today, there's three days left. And maybe you don't know the story of Christianity, so let me screw you real fast. They hung him high, and they stretched him wide, and they put him into a tomb, and they said, it's over. 
but it didn't take but three days later. God, I need faith in this building and online. Somebody say, in these next three days. Hey, watch me, watch me, watch me. September, it means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. And so this is a month where God is making sure that in your life nothing is missing. Nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. Now, I know you may feel like something's missing, but that's only because it's become part of your expectation. Let me teach you. Sometimes you feel like something is missing because it became your expectation that this is necessary. It became your expectation that this is what it requires to get what I want done. And you got to hear me. Uh, sometimes God will not give you what you think you need, and it's not that anything is missing. It's just that he's going to give you a miracle and do it another way. When Moses and the children of Israel are getting ready to cross over the Red Sea, the Bible makes it clear that it's over two million people. And these two million people, there's elderly people, there's infants, there's children that cannot walk, there's animals. And they've got to cross the Red Sea. Pay attention. At the moment they're looking at the Red Sea, it looks impossible. In fact, it looks like they are not shalom. It looks like things are missing. It looks like things are broken. It looks like things are not well. Until Moses stretches out his hand. And when Moses stretches out his hand the bible says that the lord began to blow a wind and that wind began to part the red sea and as the red sea is parted it doesn't just move the water but it dries the ground so when they walk across the ground they're walking across on dry land bishop what are you trying to tell me any area you think something is missing broken or lacking you gotta hear me it is not that anything is missing broken or lacking everything is fine everything is good watch me god's just about to show you a miracle would you encourage somebody next to you please tell them say god's about to give you a miracle I don't like the way some of y'all said that. Say it with authority in your voice. Say, God's about to give you a miracle. Come on, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. So number one, it's the ninth month of the calendar year. Number two, septum. Every time you say September, you're saying shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Number three, uh, the month of September. Say September. September was named in conjunction with the Greco-Roman false deity Vulcan, which is their fire god. And pay attention, every time you say September, every time you say September, pay attention, you're actually referring to, the, uh, to their god of fire. Which means every time you release the word September, you're releasing the word fire. And fire, when it touches something, it never ever goes back to the way that it was before. I just need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that's on fire or you're streaming with somebody that's on fire. Just look at him and just say, fire! Let's go. Let's go. But then, but then, but then the month of September, while it's the ninth month of the calendar year, it is actually the end of the biblical year or the spiritual year. So pay attention. This month we've been in the series Fire, really highlighting all four of these converging facts about the month that we're in. And timing matters to God. You may think it's no big deal. You may think it's coincidental. But we serve a God that's into the details. The Bible says in the book of Acts that he's so into you that he determined when you'd be born where you'd be born, who you'd be born to, where you live, and where you'd go. We serve a God that's so in the details of us that he says the hairs on your hair, watch me, they are numbered. Watch me, which means every time hair 1,456,708 falls out, heaven takes record of that. 
God is so into the details of you. In Jeremiah chapter 1, he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means what I formed you to be has everything to do with what I created you to do. Which means for some of you all, stop hating who you are because who you are is exactly who he needs you to be. You think the way you do, you act the way you do, you move the way you do. You, you, you're exactly who God wants you to be. Would you encourage somebody to say, you're exactly what God is looking for? Right? So, so, so he's into the details. So timing matters to God. And what happens is this month of fire, I've been teaching you that it comes from the word pure, which means it transforms what it contacts so that it is never the same. Make this declaration. Say, my life will never be the same after this month. Say it again. Say, my life will never be the same after this month. Denver, I need to make sure that your faith matches mine. Online, I need to make sure that your faith matches mine. Because I'm already seeing him do it, but I can't wait to see what he does in these last three days. Please open your mouth. Say, my life will never be the same. All right, watch me. I taught you this, that not only does fire transform what it contacts so that it's never the same, pay attention, but God wants us to be on fire. It is amazing because I got the report that both of our uh, football teams uh, uh, didn't have good Sundays. But you want to know what? But the people were still in those stands on fire. If they can be on fire for teams that aren't winning, how in the world can you not be on a fire for a God that's never lost a battle? For a God that has made ways out of no ways? For a God that keeps providing for you? Is there anybody in the building or online besides me where you say, I'm on fire for God because I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen him protect me. I've seen him keep me. I've keep... Come on, make sure you're next to somebody on fire. Fist bump them say, I'm on fire. I'm on... I am on fire. I don't need a praise team. I'll sing my own song. I don't need a band. I'll make my own music. I don't need somebody to cheer me up when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. Come on, Wednesday, shout, I'm on fire. So let's go. So Luke 12, 49 says this. I have come to ignite a fire. Ignite means to start something. Look at me. Look at me. God is always starting something with you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, Wednesday, you're not listening. See, see, I want to come for those of you who you keep saying, God, why can't I just have a normal life? Why can't I just have a regular life? Why, why can't I be like everybody else? But watch me, because you're not like everybody else. Stop comparing your life to everybody else. Hear me. He does not want you to be like everybody else. He's not into, why can't I be like my sister? He doesn't want you to be like your sister. And truth be told, she might not like being herself. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. Why can't I just be like my brother? He don't want you to be like your brother. Watch me. God, hear me. God is always starting something with you. He says, I have come to ignite a fire, which means the moment you think it's over, God says, wait till they get a load of me. One of my favorite movies is Batman. I love Batman, and I love old-school Batman. Not quite Adam West Batman, Michael Keaton Batman. I'm not into Val Kilmer Batman, and I'm not into Christian Bale Batman, and I'm not into this new guy Batman, okay? What's his name? I don't even know. I, I don't matter, because I'm not into him. Don't even matter, cause, okay? And I love everybody, but I'm just, I'm into Michael Keaton Batman. I'm into, you know, Vicky Vale. I'm, in, you know, I'm into that era of Batman. I'm into, I'm into Alfred, you know. Uh, it's coming, sir, you know, I'm... You know, they got these young Alfreds now. I'm used to Alfred with the, you know, I'm just used to, okay. Pay attention, pay attention. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the one with Jack Nicholson, 
Jack Nicholson, after he goes through this transformation that turns him into who he was. Let me see if you can listen. Let me see if you can get it. After he goes through a transformation that it started traumatic, but God used trauma to transform. And I came to tell somebody in this building and online, your trauma is about to transform you into the best version that you've ever been. You were crying about it before, but you're about to be shouting about it. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on the app and the website. Somebody say, I'm transforming. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Let's go. Jack Nicholson says, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, he sits there, and Jack Nicholson says, where did they get a load of me? You want to know why God let your enemies live? You want to know why God let the people that did you dirty, why they're still there? It's because God says, wait until they get a load of I'll preach my own self happy. Because you're about to walk in the places that they said you never go. You're about to accomplish what they said you never accomplished. Wait until they get a load of you. Wait until the devil gets a load of you. He thought he had you. He thought he was going to get you to commit suicide. He thought he was going to get you to take your life. But God. Watch me. God, God is always starting something. Wednesday, he's always starting something. He says, I came to ignite a fire. So right when you think it's over, and, and somebody needs to hear me because there's some things that you're like, this is just never going to work. This is just never going to happen. It's a, right when you think it's over, God says, let me, let me start something. And the first time, it might not work. I'll talk over here where they shout. Because <laughs> the first time I tried to light that fire, it didn't work. But the second time, it worked. Let that be a revelation for somebody. Maybe it didn't work last year, but it's about to work this year. Maybe it didn't work last month, but it's about to work this month. Is there anybody in the building that ain't no line besides me that I'm too legit to quit? I'm like MC Hammer, baby. It, it. Come on, somebody say, it's about to work for me. Let's go. Let's go. He says, I have come to ignite a fire on the earth. Earth in the Greek means your life. God says, I come to set your life on fire. Pay attention. Fire, though, here's the problem. It's paradoxical, which means it's simultaneously contradictory. Two things are true at the same time about the same thing, but that are opposites. So here's what paradox means. Antagonism, hostility, and opposition. This is fire. This is the definition of fire. Antagonism, opposition, and hostility. God says this is a fire. Think about it. When you say I've been putting fires out all day, what does that mean? I've been dealt with antagonism. I've dealt with hostility. I've dealt with opposition. But at the same time, at the same time, I got passion, I have excitement, and I have zeal. See, while I should be sad, what's crazy is I woke up in the middle of the night to start working on my... While you should be crying tears, what's crazy is you said, I got to make my way to Grape Street. I got to make my way online. While you should be sad, some men you keep saying, but it's about to get better. While you should give up, something keeps saying, but hold on just a little while longer. God is about to turn. Wednesday, I dare you to just turn right there. He's about to turn. Facebook, he's about to turn that situation around for you. Say, I'm on fire. 
But what did I teach you on Sunday? But often, all this antagonism, hostility, and opposition, here's what can happen. It is that it can make you lose the very thing it was supposed to create. All this antagonism. You ever, you ever just got to a point where you just said, I can't take no more. Am I the only one? You ever just got to a point in your life where you're like, God, okay, I can't do another day of this. See, for some of you, your antagonism, hostility, and opposition, it's acute, which means it just began to happen. But then for some of you, it's chronic. It's been happening for months. It's been happening for years. And sometimes you can get to the point to where you begin to lose your fire because it looks like it's never going to be fixed. You can begin to lose your fire because it can look like it's never going to change. And this happened to a man named Jeremiah that I showed you on Sunday. And Jeremiah, he's a prophet. He's a man of God. And this is important because sometimes you can think that, watch me, that you're not spiritual enough because you lost your fire. Sometimes you can think that you don't pray enough because you lost your fire. Sometimes you can think that you don't worship enough because you lost your fire. But here's a man of God that speaks on behalf of God. And one day he says, I lost my fire. But here's what I love about it. Is that just because you can't see it doesn't mean you lost it. Uh-uh. What do you mean, Bishop? What do you mean, Bishop? See, the fact that you're listening to me right now means there's still some fire there. The fact that you're watching me right now means that there's still some fire there. He says, watch me, this is what Jeremiah says. It gets so bad, and I talked to this on Sunday with what Jeremiah had to deal with. He says, I will not make mention of the Lord anymore. You know you crazy when your whole job is to be a man of God and you say you're not going to mention the God that you're supposed to represent. Let me free those of you, you ready, where you've ever doubted God. A faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted, which means sometimes your faith needs to go through moments where you question. It needs to go through moments where you doubt. You ready? It even needs to go through moments of unbelief. What is unbelief? It is a conscious decision not to believe because sometimes you need to see God do it for you and it makes you know that your God is God. Is there anybody in this building or online beside me where you've been where Jeremiah was where you're like, I'm not making mention of his name in Anymore. Maybe I'll be a Muslim. Maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll try this. But didn't God show up? Wednesday, didn't God show up? And did he not show you that he's Alpha and Omega, the great I am? He's still working miracles. Would you touch somebody close to you and say, he proved himself. He proved. He proved himself. Let's go. Let's go. I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. He said, so I'm cutting off, I'm cutting off my interaction with God. I'm not going to speak in his name and I'm not going to mention his name. He says, I won't make mention of him and I'm not going to speak any more in his name. In other words, he says, I'm quitting what I do for him and I'm quitting him. You got to hear me. And this is a man of God. You got to hear me Wednesday. This is a man of God. And he says, I'm quitting God and I'm quitting uh, what I do for him. Mm -hmm. I'm not serving no more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to church some more. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm not, I'm not worshiping anymore. I'm not, I'm not giving anymore. I'm not doing all of that. But Jeremiah right there, he says, but. And I, I need to be honest. I need to be honest Wednesday. I, I like big butts and I cannot lie. These other bishops try to deny. And when I say that, I mean in, in linguistics. Let's be clear. That's me. Because anytime I see a but in the scripture, that means something is about to turn. 
every time I see a but in scripture, that means something is about to flip. And I don't know who I need to tell on this Wednesday night day of atonement. God is about to flip something. You're about to get a but. The doctor said this, but. The bank said this, but. Your body said this, but. Depression tried to show up, but. Let's go. I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word, shut your mouth, was in my heart. Heart in scripture, Old Testament, the word lab, New Testament, the word cardio, which means mind. He says, but this thing was in me. See, pay attention. The enemy should have got you before you got to harvest. What do you mean by that, Bishop? Because once the word started getting in you, even when he tried to take your fire, look at the screen. He says, but that word I've been learning, it's been... It's in my heart like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. Which means this thing is all in me. This thing is all in me. This thing is all over me. Wednesday, I'm almost done. But can you just touch somebody close to you and say, his fire is all on you and it's all in you. It's... So, watch. They got, they got my little skeleton. They got my skeleton. They got my skeleton. Y'all know I like props. <laughs> it's in him. Now, now, the significance of it being in his bones is that his bones make up his structure, which means everything in me, this is in me. This is part of my structure. This is part of my identity. This is part of who I am, which means how is it that I can shut off who I am? How can I shut up? See, for some of you, watch me. You know too much about God to start acting crazy with him now. You've seen God do too much for you for you to start acting crazy with him now. Can you just make this declaration and say, it's in my bones. It's in my bones. And if it's in my bones, that means, watch me, the only way that anybody can get to it is that, watch me, is that they, I would have to expire for them to be able to touch him. Which means this fire that I have, the world didn't give it. And the world cannot... So they can talk about you, but you can't take my fire. They can say you'll never succeed, but they can't take your fire. They'll tell you God doesn't love you anymore, but you cannot take my fire. Say, it's in me. He says, I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. I was weary of holding it back, but I couldn't. In other words, here's what Jeremiah says. I considered, and I conspired, but I couldn't. I considered, I conspired, but I couldn't. See, I just need to make sure there's some real folk in here and online. Where if you tell the truth, you considered, you conspired. But when it came time for you to turn your back on God, you couldn't. You considered and you conspired. But when it came time to stop serving, you couldn't. You considered and you conspired. But when it came time to not do what you know to do, you couldn't. Somebody say, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So Jeremiah 15 and 19, it says, the Lord responds, if you return to me, which means Jeremiah, even as a man of God, it was possible for him to have departed from God and still have done God's work, which means you can say all of the right things, but not necessarily be close to the God that you say that you work for or represent. The Lord responds, if you return to me, this means repent. 
This means repent. So when we talk about repentance, most Christians think of it as apologizing. Father, forgive me for my sin. But repentance really means this. It means return. I'm changing directions. Pay attention. To repent, it means this. Think of a penthouse. Re, again, pent, house. I'm getting back to the highest and best version of my self. Which means, watch me, watch me. God built in space for me to be able to stumble. But watch me, but he expects me to get back up. See, I came to tell some of y'all, he built in space for you to have a bad day. But you can't take this bad day into another day. He built in space for you to go through a valley, but you cannot stay in that valley. Somebody say, I can't stay there. He says, return to me. I will restore you so you can continue to serve me. In other words, he says, watch me. This fire has a purpose. This fire is not for you to just be loud. This fire is for you to get loud results. This fire is not just for you to shout. This fire is for you to have something to show. Let's talk. This fire is not, this fire is for you to continue to serve me. And watch this. He says, you must influence them. Do not let them influence you. He said, you're going to have some experiences. You're going to have some circumstances. You're going to have some situations. And those things are going to try, feels good in here. They're going to try to interfere and influence you. But you cannot let them influence you. Come on, Wednesday. Say, say I must influence. I can't be influenced. Which means, pay attention, pay attention. What is he saying? He's saying, you're going to deal with some vampires. The back, please. You're going to deal with some vampires. And you're going to deal with some zombies. You're going to deal with some vampires. And you're going to deal with some zombies. Vampires, when they bite you, pay attention, they are trying to turn you into one of them. When a vampire bites you, they are trying to drain the life and the blood out of you. And I need you to hear me. You have to be careful that you don't let people influence you by draining life out of you or influence you by biting you, or influence you by putting their poison on the inside of you. Because they have a problem with everybody. I don't have that problem. Because they're mad at everybody. I'm not mad at everybody. Because they have an issue with everybody. I don't have that issue with everybody. But then a zombie. What is a zombie? It is a dead person walking. They are simply going through the motions of life. And the goal of a zombie is to turn you so that you become a zombie just like them. You, you got to hear me. And the Lord tells Jeremiah, watch out for these vampires and watch out for these zombies. Now, watch me. Pay attention. We're about to check your section for those of you that are with me in the building. And for those of you online, check who's around you. And if nobody's there, you just need to check them comments, right? I need, you need to check those comments. Make this declaration in this building and online. Say, I'm about to do a road check. Say, I'm about to do a section check. Say, I'm going to release a praise. And everybody that doesn't might be a vampire or a zombie. On three, let's go. One, two, three, go. Right there. Glory. 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 I got fire. I got fire. On your way to your seat, touch somebody and say, we on fire around here. We on fire. So let's go. So let's go. Verse 20, he says, they will fight against you, but I, watch me, he tells Jeremiah, Jeremiah, they're going to fight against you. In other words, you're going to deal with some obstacles. Everybody look at me. Why do you think it's strange when you deal with some fights? Opposition, antagonism, hostility, opposition. He says, they're going to fight against you, but watch this. They will do this, but I will do this. Yeah. 
They will fight against you, but I will make you secure. Which means, watch me, the fight's not going to make you insecure like it used to. You used to be insecure when you fought. You used to be insecure when you went through things. But when you're secure, you stand flat-footed and you say, I will not be moved. They will fight against you, but I will make you secure. They will not conquer you. They will not conquer you. Facebook, they will not conquer you. YouTube, they will not conquer you. You got to open your mouth and say, I will not be conquered. For I am with you. For I am with you. For I am with you. You know what I discovered? Is that we like having people around us. And sometimes God has to let people fail you. So that you realize that if God be for you, who would dare be against you? Sometimes God has to let people fail you so that you can see that you have the Lord that's with you. I need you to free up every person that didn't help you. I need you to free up every person that didn't handle their responsibilities. I need you to free up every person you walked in here mad at. I need you to free up every person you mocked in here mad at. Why? Because sometimes God has to let them do that so that you'll see that he's still with you. I need you to let it go. In the building and online, lift your hands. Say, I release all hurt, bitterness, pain, and unforgiveness against others and myself. Thank you, Lord, because you are with me. And if you are with me, that's more than the world against me. Let's go. For I am with you. 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 They may not be, but I am. Maybe you don't have a co-signer, but that's all right. You know the owner. For I am with you to protect you and to rescue you. Which means God says, watch me, I'm with you and I will protect you. There's some friendships I will keep you out of. There's some relationships I will keep you out of. Uh-oh, uh-oh. There's some opportunities I will keep you from having. There's some deals I will keep you from signing. There's some contracts I won't let go through because I'm protecting you. We're about to release a crazy radical praise. We're doing that a lot tonight because we're on fire. You ready? Watch me. Here's what this praise is for. For everything that God protected you from, wait, for everything that God protected you from, for everything that God did not let happen, for everything that did not go the way that you wanted it to go, watch me. It wasn't punishment. It was protection. And when God sees that you can be grateful for his protection, watch me. That means you're up next for a promotion. One, two, three, go right there. Glory to God. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for what you said no to. Thank you for what you blocked. Thank you for what you stopped. Thank you for what you did not let happen. I was protecting you. I was protecting you. I was protecting you. Because you're not going to lose money in a bad deal. You're not going to lose money in a bad investment. You're not going to waste your energy and your time. Come on, say, thank you, Lord, for protecting me. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Now, now, he says, they will not conquer you. I am with you to protect you. Watch me. And if you do something that gets outside of my protection, because I'm going to give you free will. So, so sometimes you might do something that gets outside of the confines of my protection. He says, so if something slips by my protection, pay, pay attention, because you've grown and you're going to do it your way. 
God says, I'll rescue you. Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. Wednesday. See, for some of you, you got into some deep water. And God says, I never told you to get into the pool. I told you to stay over here. You the one chasing waterfalls, and you should have stuck to the rivers and the lakes that you were. But watch me. But God says, watch me. But, but I, while I should let you drown in it, while I should let it take you out, God says, if you got past my protection, here's how good he is to us, y'all. He says, I will run in, and I'll run to your rescue. Here's why I praise him. Because I've done some stuff I shouldn't have done. And I watched him rescue me. Oh, God. Is there anybody besides me where he's rescued you? Say, thank you for rescuing me. Let's go. Let's go. So, so listen. He says, he says they're going to fight, but I'll make you secure. They will not conquer you. I'm with you to protect you and to rescue you. Congratulations. Say, for what, Bishop? You just outlasted the obstacle. There's some enemies that you just had to outlast. There's some antagonism you had to outlast. Some hostility you had to outlast. Some opposition you just simply had to outlast it. Now, the truth is, I want to run out this building, and I could, <laughs> and I could go for about 15 miles. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. You ready? But I'm not, because 15 miles at my pace takes about an hour and a half, two hours, okay? All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm not going to run. But can I just get two in this building? Watch me, watch me. Wait, before, wait, 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 because I know y'all ready. I know you're ready. Online, some of y'all need to run in place at the house. Run around your living room. But let me tell you why. 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 Because what you thought was never going to happen. And what you thought was going to always be on delay. You just outlasted it. You just outlasted it. All you had to do was make it to September. All you had to do was make it to October. You just outlasted this obstacle. Oh, my God. Somebody say, I outlasted the obstacle. Say it again. I outlasted the obstacle. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, your new, your new is now. Say, my new is now. Why, Bishop? Because God in the Bible used the Hebrew calendar. Hebrew calendar, four spring feasts, three fall feasts, totaling seven. Seven is the biblical number of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. When I honor the feast, I see shalom. When I honor the Lord, I am honored by the Lord. When I make what's important to him important to me, then God ensures that I am never last. Make this declaration. Say, I make him first. Say, so I'm never last. Good God today. Say it again. I make him first. So I'm never last. Three fall feasts. The first, Rosh Hashanah, or also known as the Feast of Trumpets. Let's go, please. It is the head of the new spiritual year. So they have these signs up in gold behind me on this drum cage um, because that's the new spiritual year that we're in. And I have taught you 
the significance of the spiritual year um, that uh, it is from Genesis 1 and 2. There is this chasm of time between Genesis 1 1 and Genesis 1 2 that explains many of the things that people say uh, Christianity or the Bible or God contradict. There is no science without God. There is nothing you can study that doesn't take you back to God. In fact, everything that exists in the earth is found there right in the scripture. Uh, he is omniscience, omniscient, which means everything that I study will eventually take me back to God, which means everything that people say is inexplicable and not in the Bible, oh, it's in there. And please understand, uh, for many of the things that people say, well, listen, I, we don't find that in the scripture. Oh, it's in there. See, because you think Noah's flood was the first flood. But the Bible makes it very clear in Genesis that the Lord called the land up out of, he called the land up out of the water, which means the Noah's flood was not the first flood uh, because this is why God made the Noahic covenant saying that I'll never ever flood the earth again. This is the first covenant that God makes with both men and with angels. Pay attention. Uh, so in the scripture from 5783, you have advanced into the year 5784. And four is the biblical number of creativity. It is the biblical number of creation, which means you're about to create the life you want. Look at me. In Genesis, in Genesis, in Genesis, in Genesis, there were four riverheads that flowed toward, uh, toward Adam. Now, that one river split into four different riverheads. And the Bible says that these rivers provided everything that Adam needed, and they circled around the land of Eden. Eden means the land of voluptuous living. That's what Eden means. And so everything that Adam needed, look at me, it was brought to him. Please open up your mouth. Say, everything I need is coming to me. Uh-uh. I need you to say that thing with authority. Say everything I need is about to make its way to me. So watch me. That's the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. But then number two, you have the Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, pay attention, that is what we are honoring today. Uh, it is, pay attention, it is the holiest and the most um, prevalent and the most distinct of the fall, of the fall feast and the spring feast. Uh, we are honoring that day today. The Bible commands that we fast. And we'll show you why we fast in just a second. Uh, but before that, the third feast begins this Sunday. This feast lasts several days. It's known as the Feast of Tabernacles. Let me just pause for the call so we can put a praise in the atmosphere. It's known as the Feast of Temporary. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. Pay attention. Tabernacles are what they had to live in while they were on their way to their promise. And for some of you, you got to hear me clearly. Watch me. Your current situation is not permanent. Your current tribulation is not permanent. What you were worried about today, it's not permanent. And it's not going to last forever. I need you to go to three people and just fist bump them and say, it's temporary, it's temporary, it's temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary, it's temporary. No, I need you to find somebody else and just tell them it's temporary, it's temporary, it's temporary. It's temporary, it's temporary, it's temporary, it's temporary. It's temporary, it's temporary, it's temporary. Trouble is not going to last always. Let's go. I'll talk about that later. It's the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as Sukkot, also known as the Feast of, uh, the feast of Tents or the Feast of Booths. I'll teach you the significance of this on Sunday. Uh, that's one of them, but there's two other meanings. These feasts are times that God meets with us. It refers to as an open heaven. Say open heaven. 
I taught you last week and, this, and, and, the, and the Sunday before that, and that's where I got stuck in the message. So I'm going to just drive through that real fast. Look at me. Um, when you deal with the feast of, um, that, that come and the feast that come in the spring and the fall, um, it literally means God removes the impediments. He removes the interference and he removes the blockage so that you and I are under an open heaven. What does this mean? That things that weren't clear all of a sudden are clear. Look at me. Things that were difficult to understand all of a sudden make perfect sense. For some of you, watch me. It's during the feast that God says, I'm making it crystal clear exactly what you need to do. I'm making it crystal clear exactly where you need to be. I'm making it crystal clear. You ready? Exactly where you need to move. I'm making it crystal clear exactly what your next step needs to be. Because there will be no interference. There will be no blockage. And there will be no impediment. Please open up your mouth. Say, I'm under an open heaven. Now, what, what is the significance? What is the significance of that? I taught you that Daniel, Daniel, when he prayed, um, there, was, there was blockage. Because every person, you have spirits that's assigned to you, that are assigned to your family, that are assigned to your city, that are assigned to your region. There are spirits that are assigned to you that their entire objective is to block, impede, and interfere. And let me prove it to you. All you have to do is look at your family, look at your bloodline. You'll notice that normally it's the same impediment, it's the same blockage, it's the same interference. It doesn't mean that they didn't do great things. It doesn't mean that they're not doing great things. It just means that if you look at them, normally it's the exact same thing. In Daniel chapter 10, the Bible says um, that Daniel prayed on day one for something to happen. And the Bible says that the angel was released with the answer the moment he prayed for it. Look at me. It is not that God hasn't heard you or God hasn't answered you. The question is what's been the interference, what's been the blockage, and what's been the impediment? The moment you answered, heaven responded. I'll say it again Wednesday. The moment that you answered or asked for it, heaven answered and responded. Just lay your hands on yourself. Say heaven has already responded. All right, now, on day one, the answer is released. But the scripture says it takes 21 days. And what does Daniel do during those 21 days? He fasts. Let's talk. It takes 21 days for the answer to get through to Daniel. Look at me Wednesday in this building and online. Because Daniel was not up under an open heaven. There was interference. There was impediment and there was a blockage. The scripture calls it the prince of Persia, which literally means there was a, a spiritual being whose entire objective was to interfere with everything in that region. They ran interference. Pay attention. Which means everything that heaven released, it was this spirit's responsibility to block. Now, here's the shout. The fact that Daniel had the prince of Persia assigned to him. And it wasn't to Daniel's family. It wasn't to Daniel's bloodline. This was the thing that was assigned to the region. And for some of you, look at me, you are a bigger deal than you know because the enemy has come against you with things that are far bigger than just you. Is there anybody in the building going online where you can be honest? When you look at your opposition, it doesn't match your current situation. But that's because your opposition is bigger than you. Your opposition is stronger than you. Or, or, or excuse me, mm, let's correct that. Your opposition wants to appear to be stronger than you. It's designed to be an impediment. It's designed to be interference. It is designed to block. So Daniel had to pray. And for 21 days, the answer couldn't make it through. So much so the angel had to get an archangel to come help him. 
to get the answer to Daniel. And on day 21, the answer finally made it to Daniel. But there was 21 days, three weeks of blockage. For some of you, you ready? You've had 27 days of blockage, interference, and impediment. But what have we done today? We fasted. Come on here. What have we done today? We prayed. And I'm about to show you the benefits of what we've done today. Just lift your hand and say, no blockage, no interference, no impediment. Put a praise behind that Wednesday. So let me show you. So let me show you. So let me show you the significance of this. So we fasted today. Leviticus 16, 29 tells us why. Scripture says, nearly October, you shall humble yourselves by fasting. All right, that's amplified. It's referring to the, the feast that we're in today, which is known as the Day of Atonement, also known as Yom Kippur. Okay? Now, if you want to use Southern Hebrew, Yom Kippur, all right, and <laughs> Kippur, all right, Kippur, all right? All right, so, so that's why we did that. Now, God makes a specific promise concerning this fast that he does not make concerning any other fast. Scripture already teaches us in Mark 9, 29, that certain things only happen with fasting and prayer combined. But with this fast, I'm going to say this fast, God makes some very specific promises to you and I about what happens when we honor this fast. And I know what you're thinking. It's just one fast. But see, it's not just what you're doing. It's when you're doing it. It's how you're doing it. It's with the understanding that you have while you're doing it that's about to make the difference for you. So Isaiah 58, and for those who have old school Bibles, you'll see a cross-reference to Isaiah 58. You'll see a cross-reference to the scripture I just read you from Leviticus. I know most of us use uh, electronic Bibles, etc. But you'll see a cross-reference to the scripture to know that this is exactly the fast that he's talking about. So let me give you these benefits real fast, and we're going to shout and go get them. I'll talk to myself. Let me show you these benefits real fast, and then we'll shout and we'll go get them. Isaiah 58 and 6. This is the kind of fast that I want. He says, free those who are wrongly in prison. So what does this mean? He says, you need to free everybody and forgive everybody. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You do not have, look at me, please hear me. Tonight, you're about to forgive everybody. No, no, no. Uh -uh. Even the stuff that just happened. You're about to let that go. Now look at me. Forgiveness doesn't mean fellowship. It just means that I let it go. We might never be friends again, but I let it go. You may never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever be invited in my circle again, but I let it go. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I forgive everybody and anybody that's hurt me in Jesus' name. And I pray that I be forgiven for anybody that I've hurt. Let's go. It says, lighten, it says, lighten, lighten the burden of those who work for you. Pay attention. It means reevaluate how you do what you do and make it simpler. During the fast, God says, I want you to look at some things that you can do simpler, some things that you can do better. Say, show me, God. For some of you, what you're doing isn't the problem. It's the way that you're doing it. You, you're the type of person where you're trying to, you are, <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. This is how you're trying to watch TV. <laughs> now, 
To you, there, there's just an echo in my ears. To you, this is because it is bold. I'll take it off in a minute. To you, to you, this is the right way to watch TV. This makes sense to you. But this is not, look at me, but this is not the simplest way to do what you do. Because instead of going through all of these steps to try to get a connection, all you got to do is take your phone out. Because there's an app for that. Wednesday, you're about to catch it. Some of you keep saying, I can't do it. It's too much. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. Because you got a helmet on trying to do it our own school way. And what you need to do is say, God, give me a brand new way. Give me a brand new strategy. Show me how to do what I do and make it simpler. Lift one of your hands and say, God, show me another way to carry the weight. Show me another way to get out of debt. Show me another way to deal with my family. Show me another way to build the business. Show me another way. Let's go. He says, let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Look at me. He says, remove your expectation of people being you. During the fast, look at me, during the fast, the, God says, I need you to remove your expectation of people being you. Because a lot of your frustration with people is that you expect them to be you. Well, you know, if it was me, and it's not you. Well, you know, I don't know how you don't see it this way, because they don't see like you. Well, you know, if you love somebody, this is what you should do. Which, that's what you think. But some people, their concept of love is so jaded, it's so misconstrued that if it's not abusive, it's not love. If y'all ain't cussing and acting a fool, you don't care about me. You don't love me. No, I, yeah, you, you ain't hollering because I'm not gonna use no energy to holler. Tell somebody close to you, we're almost done Wednesday. Tell somebody close to you and say, remove that expectation. They're not going to talk like you. They're not going to think like you. They're not going to get it like you. And during the fast, here's what's going to get you excited about your next 12 months, is that when you stop expecting you out of people, you will maximize who they are. Because while they may not be you, they may be good at doing something you can't do. While they may not be you, they might be good at doing something else for you. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Verse 7. Share your food with the hungry, give shelter to the homeless, give clothes to those who need them, and do not hide from relatives who need your help. <laughs> this, this Bible is no joke. Here's the principle. Release what you don't regularly use. So everybody, here's your homework. Between now and the middle of October, when the feasts come to their conclusion, you need to go through your, it ain't, it ain't spring cleaning, it's fall cleaning. You go through your home, you go through your clothes, and you need to release everything you don't regularly use. And here's what we're going to do. When, we do. when you do it, you, you snap a photo of it, you, you let the church know what you gave, and we're going to see what we collectively released together because we're blessed to be a blessing. You have shoes you have not worn since the last Purple Rain concert. You ready? You have, you have dresses that, let's just tell the truth,
It's going to take the, an act of God for you to even want to be that size anymore. You ready? <laughs> you don't even, you're like, I don't even want to be this size, but I'm keeping it. You don't even want to be that size. Okay? You got to release what you don't regularly use. Say, Bishop, why am I releasing? Because God says, I need you to make room. For what I'm about to give you. Come on, Wednesday, I'm almost done. But just look at somebody close to you and say, make room for what God's about to give you. Let's go. Let's go. Verse 8. So he says, if you do these things, forgive everybody, reevaluate how you do what you do and make it simpler. Remove your expectation of them being you. Release what you don't regularly use. He says, if you do these four things, how many things? Four things. Four. Create. He says, if you do these four things, you're about to create Isaiah 58 and 8. Then your salvation will come like the dawn. Look at me. Look at me. He says, if you do these four things, these, how many? Four. Online, drop it in the comments in the building. Just hold up a four. Hold up a four. I need you to see it. If you forgive everybody, if you release, watch me, people's, uh, their expectation that they're you, you reevaluate what you do, make it simpler, and you release what you don't regularly use. Pay attention. I says, if you do this, then your salvation is going to come like the dawn. Now, listen. After a fasting day, I can guarantee you, I'm going to wake up with the roosters in the morning. Because my body's going to wake me up like, what are we finna eat? So and if you've ever seen the sun rise, one moment it's dark. My, my windows face the west, so I can see, I can see the sunrise. When, so so when you, if it's dark. And you're like, oh, we. A couple minutes later. The dawn has come. Okay. See, now listen, don't play with this word if you don't believe this word. This is only for those of us that believe the Bible. In the building and the line, we got to go. Wednesday, it was like this. But Isaiah 58 and 8 says, if you do these four things, then your salvation is going to come like the dawn. There's a word for that suddenly. Ah! There's a word for that immediately. There's a word for that suddenly. There's a word for that immediately. Would you prophesy to somebody close to you say suddenly and immediately? He says you got to do these four things. You have to do these four things. You have to do these four things. He says then your wounds will quickly heal. What you cry, listen to me carefully. What got you teary-eyed over the last couple of days? They're going to say their name tomorrow, and you're going to be like, who? And not because you're being petty, but because you're healed. Because when you're healed, you hear different. When you're healed, you speak different. When you're healed, you don't want nothing bad to happen to nobody. Because God's been so good to you. I should wish evil on you. But I don't. I should wish bad for you, but I don't. 
I should do you like you did me, but I won't because I've been healed. Let's go. He says, your godliness will lead you forward, will lead you forward. This is this fast. He says, your godliness will lead you forward, which means, which means, uh-uh, we ain't doing this sidestepping no more. We ain't doing this backstepping. Because some of y'all, listen, it's been slide to the left. It's been slide to the right. It's been crisscross. And you was clapping your hands, but you didn't go forward. Watch me. From this day forward, watch me. You're going to slide to the front. And somebody said, well, what's your next move? Well, I can't go to the left. I can't go to the right. And I'm not going to play these games with you and crisscross up. I only got one option, and my only option is to go forward. My only option is to go forward. My only option is to go forward. My only option is to go Come on. And the glory of the Lord. Watch me. Because here, here's, here's the problem. And I'm going to be honest. I want to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Here's the challenge many of us have. The challenge many of us have is that the reason we don't go forward is because we're concerned about who has our back. The reason we don't take risks is because we're concerned there'll be nobody to have our back. So God says, I got you. Come on, Wednesday. I got to wrap this up. Wait, 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 wait. God says, I got you. I got you. I got you. Can you just look at somebody and say, God's got you. In the comments, type, God's got you. Because here's what God says. God says, you keep going forward. You keep going forward. And I, I got my glory behind you. Look at the screen. And it's going to protect you from behind. Which means you don't have to keep checking behind yourself. Because I got your back. You can keep going forward. I got your back covered. Who's going to do it? God will provide. Who's going to make it happen? God will provide. Who's going to help you? God will provide. How are you going to get it done? God will provide. He's got my back. Let's go. Let's go. We got to do it. We got to go. Verse 9. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord will quickly reply. Because it is fast. God says, I'm not going to put you on hold. This is this fast. Say quick responses. Talk Wednesday. Say quick responses. Say quick replies. He, he says, he says, you're going to get quick answers. He said, you're going you're gonna to pray on, on Thursday at 8.01. Your phone going to ring at 8.02. Now, some of y'all, that's not possible. Maybe for you it ain't. But I just read that if I do these four things, if I do these four things, <laughs> the Lord will quickly reply, we got to go. So he says, stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Now, listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully. He says, I need you to resist the temptation to blame anybody. He says, don't blame anybody. Let's go. He says, I need you not to blame anybody. You ready? Because you're going to win anyway. They tried to stop me. It's okay. Because you're going to win anyway. They tried to set me up. It's okay. You're going to win anyway. 
Don't blame anybody. Don't point your finger. Don't get involved in gossip because you're about to win anyway. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Can I give you the last two verses? Give me these last two verses. Let's go. Jesus. Let's go. Isaiah 58, 11. It says this. You will be like a well-watered garden. Not just a garden, but a well-watered garden. Which means everything about you will be growing. Everything about you will be flourishing. Help yourself. Come on, just make this declaration. Say, everything will be growing. And everything will be flourishing. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. In the building and no line. Say, everything will be growing. Everything will be flourishing. Look at verse 11. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Okay? What does this mean? You won't run out of any noun. What's a noun? People, places, things, ideas. You will not run out. You will not run out. You will not run out. How, how do you know you won't run out? Is that he'll let you get to the point to where you think you've ran out. Only for you to keep pouring and it's more there. Say, I won't run out of any noun. He says, you will be a well-watered garden. You will not run out of any noun. Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. Some of you, and this is interesting because all those other promises, if we do those things, apply to everybody. Except right here. When we get to right here, it says some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins. This is this, this your, this your last shout. It's your last shout. Come on. In the building, stand with me. Online, stand with me. Everybody, wait, wait, wait. No music. In the building, stand with me. Online, stand with me. I just need to hear the praise of those that, that, that look at this. Look at this. this is, if this doesn't touch you, say nothing. If this doesn't speak to you, say nothing. If this doesn't speak to you online, do nothing. But for everybody else, because it says some of you, which means this is not talking to everybody. You're about to rebuild what you thought was ruined. You're about to rebuild. Your self-esteem is about to be rebuilt. Your self-image is about to be rebuilt. Your business is about to be rebuilt. Your finances are going to be rebuilt. Your relationship with God, most importantly, is about to be rebuilt. We are about to rebuild what we thought was ruined, what we thought was over, what we thought would never work. Let me hear the praise of the builders. Come on in the building and online. Let me hear the praise of the builders. Let me hear the praise of the builders. All because of this fast. This is the day of atonement. This is the day of atonement. And this fast is going to change your life forever. 
It was one fast on the right day with the right mindset, with the right word, and everything's about to fall the better. Clap your hands like you believe God's word right there. Come on, clap with me. Let's go. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and don't line. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at on the count of three, you're going to slip your hand up. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you are at, this is your moment. Don't miss your moment. On three, you slip your hand up in this building. Online, you do the hand wave emoji. You say it's me. Everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. White, black, tall, short, gold teeth, platinum teeth, whatever teeth you got. Whether you purchase your hair, your hair is on, that's around. I don't care what your background is, what your pedigree is. Maybe you're a PhD. Maybe you're an MD. Maybe you're a GED. Maybe you don't have any of the three. But hear me. No matter who you are, there's no place too low where the blood of Jesus cannot flow. There's no place too high where, the, where God is not going to draw nigh. You are not too good to need a Savior. Oh, I just said something right there. Because we live in a culture where I'm a good person according to you. But the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags to the Lord. We all need Jesus. We need the gospel. What's the gospel? It's good news. What's the good news, Bishop Foreman? The good news is that the bad news is wrong. With your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and the line, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on three. You just slip it up in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji. Just say it to me. One, two, three. Right there. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Wherever you're at. Online, do that hand wave emoji. Just say it's me. Everybody. Come on. Harvest Real Church that celebrates people coming to the Lord. Just, just pray this prayer with me, everybody. I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together and you have a yearbook picture with him. Proximity doesn't, does not necessarily mean that you ever made him your savior. And not just your savior, but your Lord. What does that mean? He tells me what to do. How does he tell me what to do? Through his word. That's why I come to church. So I, I hear what he said about what he said. I hear what he's saying, excuse me, about based on what he's already said. Today, everybody pray this. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, you just prayed that prayer. Take your phone, text Harvest to 55498. Let us know that you just prayed that prayer. Scan the QR code. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta where hybrid church. The majority of harvesters have never been in a building. This blows my mind. It really, really does. Um, but to God be the glory for that. If you know I'm your shepherd, text Harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code. And it's on the screen. And all you got to do is let us know and uh, you can be a part of the family. Bishop, what, if, what do you mean a shepherd? Jeremiah 3.15, I give you shepherds after my own heart. And this is a spiritual connection, which means this is not bound by natural law. So it's not bound by geographic location. So you don't have to live where I am. It's spiritual. This is not bound by natural things. So you might not share the same pedigree, share the same background. None of that matters. He gives you a shepherd after his own heart. Amen? Listen, did y'all get some out of this word tonight? You have your instructions, so you have to go follow the instructions so you can get to Isaiah 58 and 8, because you only get to that verse if you follow those four instructions, all right? 
If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, get that ready. Our seed tonight from Isaiah 58, two seeds. You can invert it. You can do 58 or you can do 85. You say, Bishop, I don't have that. You give, you give the best you can. You, you, you do the best you can. But for Isaiah 58, Isaiah 58, I'm inverting it. I'm doing 85. only reason I'm telling you that is my give is none of your business, but just so that you know that I never ask you to do what I don't do. I believe in the word. You can do that. You say, Bishop, I don't have that. Get as close as you can, but put a five and an eight in it. Do $20.58. $50.58. Get as close as you can to it. He gives seed to the what? Sower. I use text to give. That's what you just saw me doing. I text him out to 84321. You can tap the link into Harvest Church where you see the V. That's where you want to be. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. I love you, Wednesday. So Sunday's going to be amazing. One combined experience at 9.15 in this building and online. And then that evening we'll be in Atlanta uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Let's thank God even, um, and this is what I, I appreciate um, this. We had a few of our Denver team that traveled to be there uh, in Atlanta because I needed our Denver team to be here. And uh, so we had a few that did that. Can you just thank God for those that travel and make that happen and do all of that? It's awesome. We're doing this together. You gotta hear me. So what are we doing, Bishop? We're gonna do that for this month. Now the schedule changes, we'll let you know, but we're gonna do that for this month. Why, Bishop? It's just giving me some time to build the team there in Atlanta. Uh, can I be honest with you? Uh, listen, this is a big step of faith for me too, to be in planes, trains, and automobiles, and all of that, to do what's necessary every single week. Especially during October's my birthday. Look, I turned 21 in October. I started preaching when I was four. <laughs> but so it's my birthday. It's, it's uh, the anniversary of Bishop Kevin Foreman Day. It, it is National Pastor Appreciation Month. So can I be honest? I was kind of hoping to just chill. I was just hoping to just relax. Take some trips. Go to the beach. So I could do, do that thing, Anthony. Do, 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 <laughs> so I could do my salsa dances and, you know, you know, I've been working on my body. I want to go to a beach. Listen. <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate, so I just obeyed the Lord, though. He said, I need you to do this. I'm going to show you something on Sunday and... Um, and I'll, I'll show it in Atlanta. I'll show it to you Sunday night in Atlanta. So make sure you're watching that about why I did what I did and why we're doing it when we're doing it. But um, I need us to be in place on Sunday in this building. And, of course, our online family, 9-15, 11-15, 1-15, and 7. I got all these new times for you online. And we're going to do this together. And we'll be Wednesday Night Live, same schedule like always, pop-ups every day just like always. What am I doing? Everything I can do to keep you fed. Everything I can do to keep you encouraged and inspired. And so I pray that it's a blessing to you. I pray that it's a blessing to you. Let you give it to the Lord in the building and the line. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Thank you, Lord, for this day, this holy day of atonement. I will do those four things. And I will get to Isaiah 58 and 8. This seed is my day of atonement seed. This seed is the flip seed. 
It's the turn seed. What are you going to do in the last three days of this month? Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing at Grape Street online. If you need to hop off of the stream to give, you can do that or scan the QR code. Again, I encourage you to sow something. You say, Bishop, I don't have 58 or 85. Sow something tonight into that word, but put a five and an eight in it. Even if you do $2.58, sow something to seal the word that you've just heard. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a few moments. I love you, Wednesday. Go on the show. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So, just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.